The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome everyone to the Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host Sean Stacking the Money Green with my fellow diehards Rob and Justin. Another win. The Eagles moved to three and zero. Take down the Commies. The Commanders twenty four to eight. Dominant performance, uh, top to bottom. Couldn't ask for anything more. Justin, Super Bowl bound. What are we doing? I mean, this is. It's uh, it's just everything's awesome right now. It 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 is. It's great. It's probably the best start to a season that I've ever seen in my lifetime. Honestly, I mean, the 2017 season was nice, but I mean, this is actually it's looking good. That being said, I mean, I just feel like I need to pump the brakes as well as no other fan out. Cut the brakes. I need. No, I need to pump. Yes, just the stats that are being thrown out there. Just. I don't know. Maybe it's the the uh, the Philly fan in me, but I I just feel like you know, take a deep breath. We're only three games in. Relax. Yes, there are some things that still need to be fixed. We should be happy, but I don't know if if we could say we're a contender at the moment. We are one hundred percent a contender. The only undefeated <laughs> team in the NFC, and let's go headlong into this season. I. Uh, oh, there's if bad stuff happens, then we can, then we can react to the bad stuff happens, but there's, there's just so little to be angry at or upset about Rob. Uh, I mean, what's looking better right now, the defense or the offense? Um, I, well, I mean, I don't know if I can give Jonathan Gannon that much credit. So <laughs> uh, uh, I'm still going to say offense. I've been impressed with how they've come along, but I, I will say the defense is, uh, uh, you know, really started to make some moves. I mean, look, it was fantastic getting nine sacks on, on Carson oh, Wentz last yes. week. I mean, mm-hmm. let's, let's not act like that wasn't a little bittersweet uh, after <laughs> the way he kind of uh, demanded his way out of here. And, you know, you have to wonder if he's looking back and saying, man, I should have just stayed in Philly. Well, yeah. And, and the team that they've put around Jalen hurts again, one of the reasons I was high on Jalen hurts was a, he's going to outwork everyone B AJ Brown makes quarterbacks look better. Like the dude just has a massive catch radius and Devonta Smith year two. It's like the guys he's throwing to are, are going to be so much better. It, it would be, even if he didn't improve, he would look really improved uh, just because the guys around him. And he, I think he actually has improved. He has three uh, 40 yard uh, plus completions. One to Quez Watkins, one to Devonta Smith, one to AJ Brown. It's, it's really crazy. I mean, Justin, what, uh, you know, even as a guy, I was super high on Hertz. Admittedly, I'm a little surprised at how good he's looked so far. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think I am surprised as well. I mean, we kept saying in the off season, or at least I know I said, if he could get, you know, at least 10 to 15% better, I think we could see, you know, a, a lot of difference with the team overall, but he's looking remarkably better. I mean, I, 
astoundingly, honestly. And uh, obviously it's due to the weapons he has to a certain extent, but he's just throwing the ball better. Um, I, I did notice, I felt like this game wasn't as polished, but I'm wondering if some of that is because he's gaining a little bit more confidence and he's taking a little bit more chances, right? He's not throwing to completely open guys uh, this past game compared to the game before, I feel like. Um, some of the throws that he had just kind of seemed a little bit unlucky. I mean, uh, he had Devontae Smith in the end zone on one and he threw the ball when you should, which is, you know, the DB's back was to him and the DB just made a good play and knocked it out of Devontae's hands right, right at the last second. Um, and I saw a similar pass later on too that ended up being incomplete and just seemed like the DB made a good play. But I, I think he still needs to continue to take those chances. And uh, one of those stats out there was the fact that, you know, he threw, he's thrown 40 yard bombs lately. And I think he's what he's reached his max from last season or somewhere around there. You might know a yeah. little bit better. Sean. Yeah, no, he, uh, the, the number of 40 plus uh, yard completions he had all of last year, he's already gotten there. And, you know, y- you mentioned a good point there. He did get off to a little bit of a rough start was one for five. The group texts were already heating up. Uh, you know, a lot of like, Oh, it's not looking sharp. Uh Oh, this is where the bottom falls out. I don't know, Rob, you were, <laughs> you were a little nervous with Hertz yeah. early on and, and rightfully so he, he didn't look great early. Yeah, no. And I want to be clear. I, I wasn't nervous in the sense, like I was panicking. We were going to lose the game, but I, I did think on those first, that first series or two that he didn't look as sharp. There were a couple throws that were just a little behind. They just didn't look as, as great. And then all of a sudden it just seemed like things click. And I mean, I, I, I have to echo, I came into the season and, and look, I've been rooting for Hertz all along. I think he's, you know, from a mentality and work perspective, he's done everything Dog. perfect. Yeah. Um, and I think Steichen today, even in his interview said, the guy's always here. He's never not here. So, you know, he's working hard. Um, but I just, I, I didn't foresee this kind of um, improvement in terms of his passing. I mean, you look at the passing charts, he's throwing the ball left, which was a big concern last year that he didn't use the whole field. Now he's using, you know, the whole field. Um, he's throwing it over the middle. Last week was a little sparser over the middle, I think, than the week before. But still, um, he's throwing the ball downfield. I think I saw, I sent to the group one stat that he had like the second highest QBR throwing into tight windows. I have no idea how they define a tight window, but uh, for what it's worth, um, you know, he's he's performing well there. And I mean, just the leap that he's taken, it's impressive. And, And maybe the most important thing is he's not playing sloppy and he's not taking unnecessary risks. I mean, he only has one uh, interception, one turnover, which arguably wasn't even his fault. Yeah. Um, you know, so he's taking care of the ball at the same time, which is equally important. So, I mean, he's just playing at a really high level now. Um, I mean, you heard the story like last week, the one play to Devonta, I think hurts audible and just called that play. And it wasn't even in the game plan or something like that. So He's just clicking on all cylinders, and I, I hope he continues it, especially as we play some better opponents down the stretch. Yeah, just yeah, to you- reiterate what you said, Rob, I mean, about Hertz, you know, his effort, the fact that he's always there. I mean, that was uh, put in that article about him and Wentz uh, coming into this game is the fact that, you know, when he was drafted, he just was always there, always working. And it seemed like it, from what people said, it, it kind of soured Wentz a little bit. They said, he, you know, Wentz was still an upstanding teammate, but Hertz acted like from the moment he's walked in this door that he deserves a starting role, not arrogantly, 
but just with his demeanor and the fact that he's always going to work. Right. And he's always going to talk like a leader and it's, it's starting to show. And I love the fact that he's put in that work and that effort in order to make things happen. Taking a quick break to talk about our good buddies over at win bet. That's right. New York, New Jersey. I know there's a ton of Eagles fans there as well. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, uh, so many great win bet states. And of course, we're going to be out in Arizona watching the Eagles destroy the Cardinals here in a couple of weeks. And you know, we'll be getting down on some win bet action. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Bet $100, get a $100 free bet. And for the folks in New Jersey, 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000 in the win bet casino. Right now, the Eagles are laying six and a half against the Jags. Lock it up, baby. Go birds. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. We're also brought to you by promoguy.us. It's the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. They got daily updates on odd boosts and huge cash bonuses from all the major books. And they got a VIP Discord group that puts even deeper plus EV analytics right at your fingertips. Again, looking at their daily promo updates, they're some of the most informative in the game. They simply don't tell you which team's going to win, but where you'll get the best odds, how to track down and cash in big on constantly changing promos. If you're not already using mathematical models to help with your picks, you're missing out on an insanely valuable tool. And the best part of all is that promo guys run by a small team of passionate sports fans dedicated to building a well-informed, better betting community. Go to promoguy.us and check out their 100% track transparent proven method for betting smarter. So make sure you check them out over at promoguy.us. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. And uh, I misspoke earlier. It was five passes of uh, completions of 40 plus yards. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, Another nugget that I, that, that is, is pretty wild. And uh, I'm surprised this has never happened. This is the first time in NFL history. Some, a quarterback has started out with 900 passing yards and a hundred rushing yards through three games. He's the only one. I mean, that's crazy when you think of, especially in recent history, guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, even Patrick Mahomes has had some, you know, mobility stuff. Even, even Michael Vick, like had a, you know, a couple seasons or or stretches where he was throwing and running the ball really, really well. Um, I I think my favorite nugget of the game uh, or or of the win over the uh, commanders was that not once did Rob call for uh, Jonathan Gannon's job during the uh, game. So not, not once did he call out Gannon and, and call for his job. Um, Yeah. Yes. I was was looking for it during that safety. I was wondering (laughs) if we didn't have the shutout. No, look, I'll give him kudos. He called a good, uh, called a good game. Um, well, him and Howie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. Howie's helping with the defense. Um, no, look, uh, uh, no complaints from last week, obviously, when you have a win like that. And when you get that kind of pressure, I mean, seeing that D line pressure, um, you know, whether that's a fault of the commander's offensive line or Wentz or whatever. But the fact is we got nine sacks. They were, you know, they were all over. They were disruptive. Um, you know, the commanders could just never get anything going. And uh, it was a great game plan. And, you know, one thing I, I just, uh, I'm really happy to see this year. And I, I feel like it's on both sides of the ball so far, especially the last couple of weeks is it really seems like the coaches are game planning, uh, you know, 
to their player strengths. And I know they talk about that. It's cliche in their, you know, in their press conferences to put the players in positions to win and make plays and this and that. But I just felt like we didn't see that a lot last year. And this year, it seems like we're finally starting to make use of our talent to do things that are letting these guys make plays. You know, I think the offensive game plans have been more diverse um, in terms of my kind of matching up against the opponents, which I don't think we always saw last year. Um, so I think the coaches have stepped it up as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's definitely a good point to play calling. Well, and I, I think it's a combination like, you know, Hertz is able to throw the deep ball that opens up a ton of other options. I think for me, one big takeaway, and again, it's early three, and zero, but, um, the, the team is just fun to watch. Like the guys are having personality. They're clearly like fans of each other. You saw Devonta Smith who went off, you know, nine catches, whatever it was, 160 yards and a touchdown. He was walking around the sidelines with the Batman uh, cape on. Like, I don't know. They have nicknames for each other. It kind of reminds me of that 2017 team. And, and people obviously will compare it to the 2017 team. But if you recall that 2017 team, we kind of got off to a, a rough start. We have course won that game against the uh, Redskins. Then we lost at Kansas city and then we barely won uh, mm-hmm. against the giants. They, we needed that. What was it? A 62 yard field goal uh, from Jake Elliott to win that game. So this team is, is really, I mean, there was maybe a little window in that, in that lions game where you're like, Oh, maybe they're going to blow this, but the back-to-back games where you, you never felt like they were going to lose the game. They always felt in control of the game. And I couldn't even say that about the 2017 team. Like they hit their stride later on the season, but certainly not early. Yeah. It's been nice to see that, you know, maybe the offense, and I'm sure we're going to talk about the second half offense, but that the defense is able to close games out. It looked like it was going to be a concern this season after the lions game, but able to do it. And a stat that I saw, uh, which is nice to see too, is, you know, Jordan Davis was great at the top rookie this week. Mm. Um, great to see PFF gave him a grade of uh, 90.2 on 14 snaps. I mean, we're still limiting his snaps a little bit, but it seems like whenever he gets in the game, he's a major disruptor. So those you got to assume are going to continue to go up as he becomes more acclimated to the game. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, as far as concerns, I guess not getting points in back-to-back second halves, I, I think could be concern. Although again, like they were driving, um, they were seemingly like, I, I don't know. I can't really have a good explanation as to why we didn't uh, get points. It seems like maybe they took the foot off the gas a little bit, but then they, they had some deep shots there as well. I don't know. I really can't put my finger on it. Rob, what do you think the issue is with no second half points? I mean, it's somewhat of a concern, but I guess it's a good problem to have because we're in, we're in such control of the game. You're not really worried, but you don't want to, you don't want to back-to-back halves where you're not scoring in this or back-to-back games where you're not scoring in the second half. Yeah. I don't know. It bothers me quite honestly, um, especially two weeks in a row. I, I just think they're, you know, I assume they're just kind of letting their foot off the pedal and, and, you know, trying to soak up clock. But I mean, one, you know, the game's not necessarily out of hand 24, nothing after the first half. Now, you know, hopefully it is, but um, you know, a better team could still make things interesting, but you know, even if we're not, you know, taking shots or whatever, you would think we could get another touchdown in the second half if we're that much better than teams. So uh, I, I do think 
we can't let that happen because you also can't get complacent and think you can start out fast and then just cruise the rest of the game. Because, you know, when you play better teams, you got to play a full game and, you know, you can't take it easy for a half. So I I don't want to see them getting in this mode where they're blowing teams out in the first half and then taking it easy because, you know, I kind of fear it it could come back to haunt us uh, when we play good teams down the stretch or in the playoffs or whatever it is. And, you know, maybe that's just as much on coaching. Maybe, you know, the coaches need to learn how to call that second half better. It's probably partially on the players, but um, am I panicking about it? Obviously not. We're winning. We've looked good, but uh, you know, I don't want to see us keep putting up zeros in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a, maybe a little bit of a concern. Um, like you said, Sean, it's, we did take a little bit of chances starting out the third quarter there. I remember Hurts throwing at least one deep to AJ. It just didn't really hit its mark. Um, and then as the game got on, you know, you play a little bit safer, you start running the ball maybe a little bit more and you secure the win. So we did secure the win. I'm sure when we lose, eventually somebody's going to bring up, Hey, it was the fact that we didn't score in the second half. We haven't prepped these guys enough, yada, yada. They weren't <laughs> ready for a, a close game. Um, it, and fine. That could, that can be turned to that. But first of all, you got to secure the win, which we've done. Um, I think a glaring stat though, to that is the fact that we were five for 15 um, on third down efficiency. I mean, that's something that needs to be cleaned up. It was an issue last week. I think we were about 50% on third down efficiency. And now this week, with it being five out of 15. I mean, that's something that, you know, we got to try and hit those. If you hit those, you keep the ball moving, you run the clock, even uh, when you're up, especially, and you can score points, right? If you're, if you're able to get third down. So um, as Rob pointed out, I mean, it is something to, you know, obviously take notice of. And as you pointed out, Sean, I don't know if it's a huge issue, but I think third downs, something that certainly needs to be cleaned up. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. I guess we're balancing it out with the uh, big explosive plays, which you would rather have that than like just, you know, having to convert a bunch of third downs, but yeah, something to, something to keep it on. They're in this perfect spot where they're, they're playing well, they're dominating, but there is just enough stuff for them to, to work on it and keep that eye of the tiger and have, you know, Jalen hurts be like annoyed in the press conference where it's like, Hey, we got to finish. We got to do this. So it's, we're finding a good balance here. Um, yeah, and the one thing that yeah. really quick that I thought was interesting about this game, it seemed like we were much less reliant on Hertz running, which I think is a mm-hmm. is yeah. you know is a good thing ultimately. I mean, I, I don't want him not to run because I think it's it's part of what makes him um, you know dangerous out there. But uh, he only had nine he had nine carries, which isn't a, a small amount, but for only twenty yards. So you know, I think a lot of those were just flushing out and 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 missing. I can't really. You know, off the top of my head, uh, there, there seemed like there were less long runs that we were relying on to bail us out, which meant that he was making the plays with his arm or, you know, otherwise. So um, I know a couple like of versus just kind of slide and give himself up there, too. I think just to exactly. save. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so just wanted yeah. to note that as well. It might have been a couple kneel downs there at the end, too. I mean, one of my favorite plays was. You know, you talk about the aggressiveness. Um, we were up 17 nothing. It would have been very easy to just kind of kick the field goal there at the goal line. Hertz apparently called the audible and then just threw that, um, you know, back or whatever that type of fade is to Devonta Smith, who got up and got the ball, got the touchdown. It was just, I love that aggressiveness and uh, it's just exciting to see. Uh, 
we've been discussing, and this is a big point of, uh, you know, throughout the season is Jalen, the guy, if he is, how much are we paying him? What does that contract look like? Again, I, I locked up Jalen a couple of weeks ago. I'd seen enough after the Detroit game, his price is going to continue to rise. Justin, um, would you, uh, I, Let's throw out some hypotheticals. 165 million with 110 guaranteed. Are you signing him today? Yeah, I would have to sign him today. I mean, I think that brings up to what 33 million over uh, a year over five. And then I think the going rate for guaranteed money after Kyler Murray, right, is now everybody, any decent quarterback is going to try and get at least 100 million guaranteed. I think 110 is is a decent amount. It's high, obviously, but I think for what you have in him, you could do it. Now, let's say he shits the bed, which is a possibility. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's say it does. I think Howie still has room to maneuver and to point to, especially these last three games, to say, hey, this guy has it in him to you know be, be a gamer with another team. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Lamar Jackson hasn't signed his deal is probably going to could hurt us uh, at, you know, not us personally. It's not my money. I don't care. They'll, they'll figure it out. I trust how, <laughs> but I mean, you know, when Deshaun Watson got 250 million guaranteed, it kind of reset the market. Now Lamar hasn't signed his deal. Um, you know, Kyler got his new deal. So I think right now I don't see a world where, I, I mean, if I had to predict, I think Jalen hurts gets at least 150 million guaranteed uh, at this moment, because his value is going to be through the roof and and kudos to Howie because right now, you know, we have Jalen hurts who I uh, do believe is the guy rare breed untamed. And uh, right now the, the saints are looking uh, they're they're below 500 right now that we have the seventh and uh, 32nd pick in the first round of the NFL draft. And uh, you know, Jalen hurts still on a rookie deal, Rob, you're glowing as well, or you're just <laughs> your, your, your uh, expression. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just laughing because it's my weekly hypothetical and Sean just took all the credit for it. Um, <laughs> Taking a quick break to talk about No House Advantage. Man, I, I've really had a ton of fun over a No House Advantage. Again, it's, it's DFS, but instead of uh, just picking players, you're picking over under on your favorite player props. You went up to $250,000 in cash. Or you can just play straight up against the house. Uh, Five-player props will win 20 extra money, not only for the NFL, but also MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. They got you covered. NoHouseAdvantage.com, promo code SGPN. The first deposit match up to $25. Also brought to you by Babbel. That's right, Babbel. If you love uh, learning languages, and who doesn't? Babbel is the way to go. It's addictively fun easy to use. The the lessons are so easy to complete. Just add it to your daily routine. Next thing you know, you'll be hablando espanol plus German, Italian, French, Spanish, so many different options. They also have speech recognition technology to help improve your pronunciation and accent. So many ways to learn with Babbel. And uh, I've been doing it. It's a lot of fun. Podcasts, uh, they have games, videos, stories, and the best part is 55% off. Just go to babbel.com slash SGP, babbel.com slash SGP. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription Babbel language for life. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Again, your one-stop shop when it comes to finding the best pro- promo codes, the best offers, and uh, tons of handicapping information, live scores, bet tracking, uh, weather, 
they got you covered again so much good information over at odds trader great for uh for getting down on some live bets just go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire to get started today that's odds trader.com slash blue wire odds trader the number one site for all your game day bets and we're back on the diehard eagles podcast but no, I, I, my intent is I, I like to throw to the group every week yes. a new contract. And, you know, if he plays well, it, the number goes up. If he, you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but if he has a bad game, maybe that a number adjusts downward. But, um, you know, I, I, look, I think it's a reasonable number, but I, I'm still not doing it yet after three games. I, wow. I just want to see a little 110 more. million, and, Rob. Um, That's going to be a bargain. Kyler's uh, 160 guaranteed. I know. I, 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 I think I'm getting close. Um, I just, you know, <laughs> I, I just, he look, he's on the path. I want to see a couple. You know, we have to remember, we're still four games away from that playoff where things did not look good. Um, he now he's, he's had a great run. I'm not disputing that. And he certainly looks like a guy that, yes, I want, I want to lock up, but I just want to see a couple more games. We don't have to do it yet. Um, can we even do it mid season or do we have to wait till the year's over? Technically? Um, I'm not I, sure I, about that. Yeah. I think we have to wait till the, the end of the year. Cause he's only in his, I think we have to do it at the end of the year. I, I don't think they could do it mid season. I think you're and, right. You know, Justin, obviously we know Rob likes to take his time with the decision um, after how long it took us to figure out an Airbnb for our Arizona trip. So he's, he's, he's waiting it out, but I think we're going to look back and say 110 million. That was a, that was a bargain. I think this is going to turn out like his uh, ticket to Arizona and it's just going <laughs> to yeah, get that, so that, inflated. That did Wait, do you, Rob, do you have, yeah. Cause if you wait too long, it's gonna, it's gonna go up and a shout out to any uh, Eagles listeners who are going to be at the uh, game, hit us up on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52. Uh, going to be uh, hanging out the fans of Philly tailgate. Going to be going to the game. Super excited. Um, getting to the season though. What about, um, are you adjusting your expectations? I think I was, 12 and five for the season. I mean, I can't even get them to five losses right now. Uh, are you adjusting how, what you thought the ceiling was for this team, Rob? Yeah. I mean, I, I was pretty bullish going into the season. I think I was somewhere around 12 and, and five to uh, maybe 11 and six, but I actually think 12 and five. Let's go back and look. I mean, yeah, I, I think they could be a little better. I mean, look, I still think there's, you know, at least probably three, four losses in there to come just in the course of a natural season, things happen. But, um, you know, look, I, I think they're the clear favorites for the NFC East. And I think they're in play for the, uh, you know, the best team in the NFC. I mean, you know, Tampa hasn't looked great. The 49ers who people thought was good, aren't looking good at all. Um, you know, I, I think we're right up there. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but I, I could see us with, you know, three, four losses finishing the season. Taking a quick break to talk about the Elias game plan app. You probably already heard of the Elias sports bureau because they are the official statisticians of a number of pro leagues, including the national football league. Love the Elias game plan app. It has tons of great information for betting for fantasy. Uh, my favorite Eagles nugget I saw on here so far, you know, the Eagles offense is averaging 447 yards per game and the fifth most points in the league at 28.7 per game. Uh, Jaguars defense is pretty solid as well. But again, there are so many great nuggets here on the Elias game plan app. It is a must have if you're serious about betting, if you're serious 
about fantasy. Just look them up on the App Store, uh, E-L-I-A-S, Game Plan App, E-L-I-A-S, Game Plan App. Use the promo code SGPN15, get 15% off your annual subscription. That's the Elias Game Plan App, promo code SGPN15. We're also brought to you by Fubo TV. That's right. Fubo has you covered. Pro Football College and, of course, the NFL Red Zone. If you don't have the Red Zone, you can't really call yourself an NFL fan. All for the fraction of the price of cable. Again, what, what are you messing around with cable? Come on. Get, get Fubo. Get the cloud-based DVR. No contract. No commitment. Uh, you get it for free for seven days. Fubo TV and 15% off your first month. All you got to do is go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And we're back on the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard not to get excited, especially when you look at A, the rest of our schedule, and B, just the just the competition in general, like the NFL feels pretty wide open right now. And I don't know if there's a ton of dominant teams. And if they are, who are they in the NFC? Like Justin in the NFC right now, just the NFC, who are we worried about uh, as an Eagles fan? Like who, who, who's our biggest threat? I mean, it's tough to say. I don't know. I, I, as Rob was just pointing out, I was trying to think of the list and like kind of who we, who we could look at. Maybe the Rams, I think, could give us a little bit of a run. Um, that might be a team where I think we could have uh, a few problems. I actually think the Packers, um, it, with Rodgers, now I know their defense isn't the best, but I, I think they could be a contender as well as the Bucks. I mean, anybody with Tom still is going to give you a hard time and you got to worry a little bit. I, I would say those would be the top three teams to worry about uh, for us at the moment. I am actually curious to see the game against Arizona, as we said last week. I, yeah. I think that's going to be one that I, I don't think we could take lightly. Now, do I think Arizona is a great team? No, but they're definitely one that you got to look at and you got to mark on your calendar and consider as uh, a team that could possibly beat you though. Yeah. And I, yeah. and I still, you know, just to go back to that, while I, I don't think the Bucks are as good this year and, you know, I don't think the Packers are great, but um, I still want to see again in defense beat an elite QB. Uh, I don't think we've yeah. seen that yet. Now, are they playing better? Yes. But you know, we, we remember last year when these QBs were throwing for 80% against Gannon defenses. So uh, I want to see him put together one of these performances against a really elite quarterback. Kirk Cousins, he's elite. Carson Wentz, he's elite. Uh, moving over to Jacksonville, Doug P coming back. Do you think Doug P gets some applause uh, as he returns to Philly? I actually think he will. I don't think he will really get booed at all. Um you know, I think Doug P wanted to stay. I think the Eagles fired Doug Peterson in order to try and patch things up with Carson Wentz. Doug P never asked out of Philly, uh, whereas Carson is just going to get the he's just going to get booed till uh, kingdom come uh, when he returns. But Justin, what? How do you think the fans are going to react to Doug P's return? Oh, I think he gets a standing O. Like yeah. if, if yeah. you don't give him a standing O, I just think. You know, you're you haven't been paying attention and you can't you don't appreciate what he was able to do for this team. He deserves it. He he put in his time. He didn't ask out. Yeah, he flopped a little bit at the end, but you know, he didn't kick anybody on his way out. He's always said the right thing about Philly. Um, I, I love the guy for the Super Bowl, and I hope everybody else does too. Rob, you were a little uh you weren't quite sold on uh cheer and Doug P on his no, return. No, no. I'm look, I, I don't think we need to boo him. Um, I'm not saying we boo him. I, I, I don't know that we need to, 
give standing O to coaches on other teams. I mean, look, when he comes back, um, you know, in 20 years for the, you know, 25th anniversary yeah, Super Bowl then, reunion, then yeah. sure. Give him the standing O praise him and, and, you know, whatever. But um, I mean, we got a game to play and he's the opponent this week. So, um, you know, I don't, I, again, I don't think we need to be hostile to him. I don't think we need to boo him. You know, if they want to cheer him when he, when he comes out on the field, fine. But, you know, standing O seems a little aggressive to me. Oh man. I think either standing O or boo. Like I think the no boo is more of an insult than the, than the boo. <laughs> Just the golf clap as he comes out. Um, Sean, you know, where, where are you on it? Are you giving uh, the standing O? No, not a standing ovation. Um, uh. I think I think I think you nailed it. Standing ovation is like just a little too far. Um, again, we got a got a we got a statue outside the link with him. On I was it. about to bring up the statue. Yeah, you know <laughs> the, the statue's fine. The guy's got a statue. I wouldn't boo him. Um, you know, I, I, the I, I'd sit down and applaud. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. No standing ovation. Oh wow! I'll, not- <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> It's a real, real middle ground there. I'll save the standing ovation for a guy like Dawkins, who, you know, when he came back, I was at that game where he came back as a Bronco. That's a guy who deserves a standing ovation. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. It's to Rob's point. We're playing him. Um, maybe on the way out, give him a little applause. You know, not going to throw anything at him. I mean, that's really the ultimate uh, honor. Speaking of uh, Eagles fans, <laughs> found this on uh, Reddit. This was. Um, this was amazing. Uh, someone shared this. The Washington Post uh, spoke to a number of Eagles fans again because we took over the stadium, including 64-year-old retiree uh, Wright Decimo, who, according to the newspaper, was wearing a miniature Eagles top hat and had sticker underneath her uh, stickers underneath her eyes. And she said, "I'm here to boo Carson Wentz's ass. He wanted to get out of Philly. He was complaining about being an Eagle. Get the frig off then." And then she followed it up with, I'm sober, by the way, pointing to her can of liquid death, sparkling water. So <laughs> shout out to you. This lady sounds awesome. I Did you guys, I, we were talking about in the group text, but the, the Eagles fans who uh, were sitting next to that, you know, the, the railing uh, at the Washington stadium with the caution tape. And that was so great in the video. And then security comes and takes the caution tape away from them. Like, could you be in a fan in another team's head more than that, that they have to send security to take the caution tape away. It's just, it's just comical. All right. Getting to the Jags uh, right now, the Eagles six and a half point favorites over on win bet sports gaming podcast.com slash win bet. Justin, what are we going to do on offense to get the W against the Jags? On offense, uh, I think against the Jags, you actually got to run the ball. I mean, if you're looking at the stats of the last two games now, obviously points come into play because uh, Colts had to start throwing because they were getting blown out. But, I mean, Taylor only rushed for 52 yards against them, and then Sony Michelle last week was their top rusher with 22 yards. Um, I, I think if we can establish a bit of the run, actually, uh, it's going to go far and uh, getting us some points in this game and getting us the W. So I think uh, this is a game to transition a little bit more and get the ball to Sanders. Rob, how say you? Yeah, forget the run. Let's let's air it out. Uh, <laughs> I, I want some bombs like old, uh, you know, Tecmo days. Um on the video games. So, um, no, I, I mean, look, I want to see a diverse attack, but I, I, I like the, 
I lean heavily toward the pass. I'm loving it. It's keeping the game exciting. Uh, let's use these weapons that we have and and keep spreading it around. That's what I want to see Hurts do. Yeah, you know, I, I I'm I think to Justin's point, their run defense may be their strength. And if you watch the the Jags' only loss came against the uh, Commanders in DC, and and it was because. Uh, they let up some deep balls. Uh, John Dotson got behind some of the uh, secondary there. I think the key actually is hitting some of those deep shots that they have been taking. So I think Quez Watkins, if you're playing DFS or uh, player props, I think he could be interesting because I think with all the attention that Devonta has been getting and AJ Brown, who I, you know, it's hard to predict that they're going to have a bad game, but um, I think Quez could surprise some people just because of his speed. And I think he's a really, really tough matchup, you know, watching the, uh, watching the chargers game, like, they just kind of got behind uh, Justin Herbert. I think a big reason why they lost was because he couldn't take those deep shots. He couldn't push the ball downfield. So I think to Justin's point, they're they're decent at the run. So maybe get some, you know, get some run going early uh, with Miles, do some play action. But I think you have to take some deep shots. You know um, how you take deep shots, Sean? Yeah. You establish the run. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> you know, in Justin's, though, Justin's I- old school. I think one of the unique things about this year, and it shows how much, uh, you know, of a leap the offense has taken so far is, you know, last year we had to cover up for a lot of deficiencies. Our receivers clearly weren't there. Um, We had to switch to the run and we were very one dimensional on offense. And I think we had to probably scheme even harder to try to get an advantage on teams. Whereas I think this year, um, you know, we're so talented on offense with these receivers and now the way that Hertz is throwing it and we still have, you know, miles as a running back that uh, I think, you know, we can impose our will more on offenses than we could last year in terms of we don't, you know, we can attack and do what we want to do on offense versus, knowing we're limited and having to find that maybe one little weakness we can exploit. And and that's not to say we shouldn't still scheme to other teams weaknesses, but I just think we have so much more versatility this year that, you know, teams have to adapt to us. And even if they know what they're going to do, it's a lot, we're going to do, it's a lot harder to stop us with, you know, Goddard and Devonta and, you know, AJ Brown and Miles Sanders and Quez Watkins. I mean, it's a tough duo. There's a lot of talent there. Yeah, I mean, if if Doug P really wants a standing ovation, um, you know, have the safeties play man coverage and let Quez Watkins uh, go <laughs> blow by him. I'll give him a standing ovation if he plays. If he calls some horrible defenses uh, for us, so uh, that's that's kind of where my head's at. What about what about the defense again? To me, the key for the defensive side of the ball is just continue to tackle well. Like I, I think the pressure can get there. Uh, I don't think we're going to get nine sacks like we did against Wentz. I mean, that's that's certainly a Wentz thing. But Trevor Lawrence has that knack of hanging on to the ball too long. Again, in that Chargers game, they lost Bosa. Um, they were already, you know, without one of their good cornerbacks, J.C. Jackson. So they were kind of already behind the eight ball there. I think tackling is huge, and that's re- really where the game broke open for the Jags against the. Uh, chargers was that they weren't able to tackle James Robinson and broke off a couple big plays. So our linebackers, which again, you know, the, all the beat writers were hyping up the linebackers, TJ Edwards flying around the field and, 
and all this stuff. And it was like, oh, really? Are the linebackers to be good? They really need to tackle well. We saw some poor tackling against the Lions, DeAndre Swift in particular, uh, and even Jamal Williams got his a little bit against us. So if we tackle like that, we're going to lose the game. But I, again, we saw them rebound against Minnesota and against Washington. So I think it, it sounds simple, but tackling in particular, the, the guy that I'm worried about the most is James Robinson. I feel good about our ability to match up against their receivers, but James Robinson is the guy that worries me a little bit. What about you, Justin? What are we thinking on defense? Yeah, I'm with you. I said, stop Robinson. Uh, you yeah. know, he had a, a hundred yards last game and scarier than the, the hundred yards is the fact that he was running it at almost six yards of carry. So that's a guy you got to look at. You definitely got to stop. And uh, I think, th- I think that is the key to the game as you pointed out. What about you, Rob? What are we thinking on uh, defense? Yeah, I think the key to me is the linebacker play. I mean, I I think we've really um, you know underestimated how much it's it's helped the defense having good linebackers this year. I mean, T.J. Edwards has been all over. Kazir White's played great. I mean, you know, Nicobe Dean, who I was really high on coming in, has barely even had to play. And yeah, um, I mean, you could look at that two ways: either he hasn't got his, himself on the field, or just the other guys are playing so well. And I, I think it's a lot of the former that they just haven't had to rush him onto the field. Um, but I think it just, you know, it opens up a lot. You know, it gives us that second dimension against the run. It takes away the middle of the field. So uh, I just think we, if we continue to have this caliber of linebacker play, it's going to do wonders for the defense for the season. Yeah, no, linebackers have been, I mean, right up there with uh, Wentz and his passing as far as like a pleasant surprise coming into the season. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's the, they, the, the defense kind of runs through hurts in his passing, Sean. Yeah. What did I say? Wentz. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, you know, the Freudian slip because we kept talking about him. Um, but yeah. Uh, Carson just sucks. We know old habits die hard, I guess, Sean. <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> we got, you know, it's, it's been an emotional ride. First, the Carson game. And I, I was nervous because, you know, that 1% chance that Wentz just balls out and derails the season, it would just be, it would be a miserable, miserable week. And I don't know, losing to Doug P would certainly suck, but not as hard as I mean, losing to Carson would be a million, million times worse. All right, let's close it out. Player of the game, final score. Who is going in the Eagles nest? Justin, who's your player of the game? What's the final score? Um, you know what? I don't know if they'll give it to him, but, uh, and, but I think as we talked about linebacker core, I'm going to say, uh, oh, I want to, I love how Justin says, I love how Justin go- says uh, they will give it to him. We're the ones deciding the player of the game. <laughs> so there's no one giving out an Eagles nest player. The- oh, the media won't give it to TJ Edwards. I, I think it's going to be TJ Edwards is going to be the guy who we got to rely on here. Uh, I, I want to say Davis, but he doesn't get in enough snaps so far. So I'll say TJ Edwards clogging holes, making tackles that need to be made. So there you go. Uh, score prediction. I'm going to say 28-17 Eagles. 28-17. All right. Yeah, we haven't cracked for uh, back-to-back games, haven't cracked 30 for how good the offense has looked. Um, that's a little surprising. Rob, what about you? Player of the game, who's going in the Eagles' nest? <laughs> and uh, final score. I'm going to say Miles Sanders. I think he gets two touchdowns this week. Um 
I don't know why. Just uh, I think he's going to have a few touchdowns, and I don't know if he'll have a crazy number of yards, maybe eighty-five yards, but two touchdowns. Um, and then I'm going to I'm going to say we win. I'm going to say thirty-three to eh, twenty-one. All right, like it. Nice, uh, interesting score selection. I'm going Quez Watkins. I think he has um, two touchdowns, over a hundred yards. It is a, uh, I think AJ Brown also has a good game and I think we get it done big 37 to 14. It is a route is on Quez Watkins will torch this Jacksonville secondary. You heard it here first. Hey guys, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at diehard Eagles 52. Again, if you're going to the Eagles card game, hit us up. We'll be, uh, hanging out at the tailgate, getting into it. And, uh, just so stoked to, uh, to travel to an Eagles game. I'm sure we'll do, maybe we'll do two podcasts next week. We'll do like an early recap one and then we'll do like a bonus uh, preview one from, from Arizona, really uh, soaking up the game day experience. Uh, Obviously subscribe rate and review. Always appreciate that. Check out the tired Eagles store uh, store. Sports gaming podcast.com. A lot of good stuff in there. Rocking the Eagles gear for the Tired Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob, for Justin. Go birds. Go Go birds. birds.